Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Health and Wellness Show. It is May 4th, 2016, and we, we're into spring, and I am so excited to be back on the Health and Wellness Show 2018. This is like such an experience for me right now because it's been a while, and I just want to get back into the Health and Wellness Show and fill you in and all that's been going on since we've last. Um, shared right here. So first, let me say welcome. Welcome to the Health and Wellness Show, where we're working to improve on our health and wellness. The number to call in is 646-668-8620. That's area code 646-668-8620. And of course, we're in the second season of the year, which is springtime. And as we prepare to push our health and wellness goals into a higher gear, like we're going to really amp it up. Let's also find out about the latest on the health and wellness scenes around the world. We will explore um, some of the topics, especially the fitness topic right now, which is about the biggest loser. And this is a, a controversial show that from the onset of the show, we were all looking at these people who were morbidly obese or, and overweight and we were cheering them on as they're working to improve on their health and wellness and trying to lose the weight and, and all the different types of challenges that presented itself as a result of taking on this task. Um, let's talk about that. And then there's also 919. What is 919? I can't wait to tell you all about that. And, of course, the recent annual meeting of the American Association of Cancer Research, which I attended, and it was in uh, New Orleans in April, it was quite an event, and so I'm going to discuss my whole experience there, what 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 um, what we learned, and what what I can share with you from that meeting. Um, and also, the Vice President Joe Biden, um, President Barack Obama, had um, discussed the um, the goals to help find a cure for cancer. So at that same event. Vice President Biden um, came to discuss the Cancer Moonshot Program and his efforts to end cancer. In addition to this talk about cancer, um, Napster's uh, CEO, Sean Parker, also pledged to donate $250 million in the fight to find what can we do to end cancer. So there's so much. I'm so excited. I'm bursting with excitement, I can't wait to talk about all the different things in terms of cancer and cancer research. I mean, it's huge because all of us have known someone who's been affected by cancer. If it's not a loved one, it might be a coworker, someone, who, an acquaintance. You know, somewhere along the line, we know someone who succumbs to cancer, and if we don't, um, 
know even personally. We've certainly seen it um, in social media. We've seen it on television over the years. We've seen many celebrities who have died, Steve Jobs, and different people who've passed on or who have been diagnosed with cancer. We've seen it, and even much more now, we have so much more um, information that's available to us so we can discuss these things more openly and see how it affects the lives of so many people and watch the wonderful um, support, the rallying of support that people have seen that we don't even know. There are some people who heard that someone needs a, a, a donor for something, and we've seen through social media the power of social media where people would say, okay, I'd like to try and see if I'm a match. And so this is just an amazing time in our lives and in our history in the field of health and wellness. We have so much more access to working on improving it. Now the chat room is um, open, so if you'd like comments, any um, any types of uh, questions or anything that you'd like to add, please feel free to do so. And if you'd like to um, ask any questions as it relates to anything that we discussed during the course of the show, feel free to do so. Again, this is the Health and Wellness Show where we're working to improve on our health and wellness. The area code is 646-668-8620. And let us begin now by discussing uh, what's coming up for the fall, which is, what is 919? 919, September 19th, 2016, the day that changed my life. The documentary will be playing at the Showcase Ridge Hill Mall in Yonkers, New York. So if you are from New York, feel free to come up to the Ridge Hill on the 16th, I'm sorry, on the 19th. That's 919, September 19th. And for more information, you can find out um, on thedaythatchangedmylife.org, which is the website, thedaythatchangedmylife.org. And you'll see uh, information as well as on Instagram or Facebook, The Day That Changed My Life. You will find us on Twitter. So you can follow us and see what's happening and the progress of the documentary and what to expect. It's going to be a wonderful experience. We're expecting an amazing turnout, and we'd love to have you there. We are all about awareness, early detection, prevention, knowing the signs and the symptoms, what to do, where to find support, who is affected by it, and how do we handle the different um, uh, things that we face as it relates to cancer. Again, 919, that is September 19, 2016, the day that changed my life a documentary, a must-see documentary. And feel free to share with others if you're not from New York, but you hear about it and you have family in New York, send that information over to them. And by saying that, I also want to say thank you because I do recognize that we have listeners from all over the world who listen to the Health and Wellness Show. And I want to thank you so much for listening, whether it's live right now, if you're listening back on iTunes or on the archives of the show here, we see that we have so many listeners that are coming in, following up after the show has been um, has ended. We know that, you know, you're listening and you're sharing the show with others and you're sending your, your comments and your emails. And if you'd like to do so, feel free to send um, me an email if you'd like to know more about the day that changed my life, please send it to info at the day that changed my life.org. 
That's info at the day that changed my life dot org. Send an email. We will respond to you as soon as we can. Um, let's see what else do we want to talk about. Um, we're going to also talk about the biggest loser, which again is something that's really important. Um, the biggest loser. We have people who are challenged and they're overwhelmed with the amount of weight they have. And in most cases, people are trying to lose 400, 300 pounds. You know, uh, they're, they're morbidly obese and they have to do something to make a change in their lives. And people are, you know, rooting for them and we're cheering them on as they're trying to work towards, you know, dropping these pounds because, of course, we know the health implications that goes along with being overweight, just being overweight, just over the, 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 the weight that you should be based on your height and frame of your body. We should we fall within certain ranges where it's considered to be healthy or okay. And sometimes when we go a little bit over, we find that our health begins to suffer because of it. You become uh, uh, at risk for certain illnesses such as heart disease. Not that if you're slim doesn't mean um, being thin or slim, meaning that you're healthy. So it's not just about the size. It's also about being healthy. However, we cannot ignore that when you have an excessive amount of weight, so let's not be so sensitive to the point where we're thinking that we're just promoting being thin or it's really about your health. And if you can be just honest with yourself, if this applies to you, if you're overweight, you can tell. You can tell the difference when you're walking. When you've put on a couple more pounds, you know, when you're walking, you're breathing a little bit more heavier, you're, you're having a harder time getting up and down the stairs, getting up and out of the chair when you're sitting down and you're trying to get up, um, in and out of bed, you know, in and out of your cars trying to fit in in a seat in the airport, in a restaurant, in the movie theaters. There's so many different types of challenges that one faces when they're overweight. Your breathing is much more labored. You find yourself having a shortness of breath. Um, you're having aches and pains, your bones, you know, all the different things that are affected. So could you imagine what's going on internally? It's not about your curves or about you just needing to bulk up or, you know, whatever cute little slogans that are going with it. We're talking about your health. So, I mean, if you want to, 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 to um, send me an email or, you know, say something about the approach that I'm taking, it's really up to you to really take a moment to understand this isn't a personal attack on anyone because I myself am working on improving my health and wellness. So this is something that I completely understand takes a lot of commitment, a lot of willpower, a lot of um, changes and modifications, if you will, to get to the place of feeling much better about my health. How am I taking care of myself? Are we going to just brush everything off as, oh, as long as you feel good about the way you look or as long as you feel good about yourself, you know, that's all that matters? No, your health and wellness is what matters in order for you to be even feeling good about yourself. You really need to put things in perspective and put things in the order of what do I need to do? So in terms of speaking about the biggest loser, 
the contestants, they go on with the greatest intentions of trying to just beat this once and for all. The goal is to drop these pounds and get back to a healthier way of living and be able to um, go places where they haven't had a chance to go or just shop and do things that many of us take for granted. These are people who feel that they're trapped in their own bodies and there's no way out but to go through these drastic measures. And unfortunately, uh, it appears that these people, once after a while, they begin to adapt back to their old habits and they start picking up these, you know, the cravings. It's almost like an addiction. And if you don't um, have the the will to, for example, someone who has an alcohol uh, addiction and they go through treatment and, you know, they, so, there are some people who are successful at maintaining um, their lifestyles without drinking alcohol, indulging, even if they're going to a wedding or if they're in a meeting or wherever alcohol is. So they can say, no, thank you. Um, But then there are those who, uh, oh, I guess I can have one, and then I guess I can have another one, and not necessarily the same night, but over time they begin to develop the habits again, and then before you know it, they're back into drinking and consuming and doing the things. And it's the same thing with someone who has an addiction to food. Um, you know, the biggest loser is not the biggest loser's fault. Their goal is to help people, and they can't stay with these contestants throughout their life. At some point, we have to take responsibility for what we're doing. So if now we join this program, then we have to figure out how can we maintain it. It's not for them to now carry us through the rest of our lives. You know, when we were born, we are raised and we are nurtured and we are cared for, and then we are now saying, okay, now that you're an adult, you have to now be out there on your own and you have to take care of yourself and figure out life. Now, our parents, even as much as they are there for us on certain ways and certain levels, they're not there for us to still continue to parent us and tell us what to do, what's right and wrong, etc. We should be at a place where we know how to navigate through life. And it's the same thing with The Biggest Loser. They give you the tools and they send you on your way in terms of, okay, if you do these steps and if you follow through, then you should be able to maintain these things. Now, if you choose, okay, you know, you've gotten to a place of comfort and you're loving it, you're loving the attention and all that things, and after a while, certain bumps in the roads and challenges of life still exist. So if that means at those times you're going to find yourself going to the buffet and all you can eat buffet and just have a, a, a little binge session, or then you're somewhere else, and oh, I'm, I, I guess I could I could eat this, or I could guess I could eat that. And you're not exercising, and you're not taking the time to um, balance these things out. It's going to affect you. So naturally, the weight gain will return. So this is my take on the biggest loser. I believe that while this is something that has um, had major impact on the lives of many contestants, it is also up to the contestants to try to do whatever they can, find the correct support services and, 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 and um, methods of trying to maintain on their own. And, I mean, if it's a support group or whatever it is they need, 
that's something that they need to take on and not make it an excuse to say, oh, well, I was just made, I can't, I'm just going to be fat. I, I just can't do it. It's just the way I am, my metabolism, my this, my that. If you were able to lose the weight and you were able to maintain for a certain amount of time, it just means there's a lot more commitment, a lot more dedication, a lot more willpower, whatever it is. It's just that you have to put in the work to maintain the life that you want to live. And that's within everything. We always have to figure out what is our responsibility in order to make things work for us. So when it comes to the biggest loser, let's try to work on taking the best of what we can. Like for today, it's springtime and wherever you are, if it's nice and warm and sunny, Take a moment to go outdoors and get some workout. And if it's rainy, find some time at some point to get an indoor workout, you know. Do something. Go to the gym. If you can't afford to go to the gym in your home, do some sit-ups, some push-ups, some jumping jacks, you know, some um, squats, some whatever it is. And you can always find information. The same way you can roll, scroll on uh, uh, through your social media sites, you can go and find uh, YouTube all kinds of different indoor exercises that you can, you can be able to do on a beginner's level. Whatever it is, there's no reason why you cannot find something that can help you maintain your life on this level. Let's move along. Because when we're just talking about 919, which is about the day that changed my life, the documentary, we're talking about cancer and how it affects so many, many lives. And speaking of which, I was I attended the American Association of Cancer Research uh, meeting, and it was an, a fantastic experience. Especially, it's like going to a car show for people who are car enthusiasts. Or a motorcycle show, and you're at the biggest complex in New York. It's the Jacob Javits Center, where you nothing but cars and levels of, of car rooms and showroom areas where where people are showcasing the latest and the newest and and the futuristic type things. It's the same thing. We were at the um, convention center in uh, in New Orleans. And it was quite an experience. This wall of floors, everywhere you turned around, there was a session happening, something going on. And it was all about a meeting of clinical research scientists, uh, medical oncologists, radiologists, the world of cancer, whether it's the labs, the uh, the heads of cancer organizations, uh, federal government agencies, everyone was there to come in to learn more about what was going on. And, of course, we were so fortunate to have uh, the vice president, uh, Joe Biden, who recently lost his son, Bo, to cancer, and it was just wonderful to see his support for the cancer research. And when he made the announcement back at the White House, he was speaking about, you know, trying to find a way, and the moonshot program is what it was called. 
And, of course, we are at the turning point in cancer research with so many new advances and different types of breakthroughs that we found over the time. And what I loved about his speech at the uh, event, he was talking to the scientists, and he wanted to address some really important things when it came to cancer research. You know, cancer research is something that Joe Biden feels that many scientists need to start to share the information with each other. You know, why do we have so many different types of breakthroughs, but yet still nothing happening? You know, what is the point in having these kinds of clinical research um, efforts and not have access to this information so that we can move further along within the treatment and curing of finding the cure to cancer. So many different organizations, so many clinical labs and researchers are out there doing their thing. And, and President, uh, um, Vice President Biden, he's like, okay, we need to have more research and access and sharing this and having it open so that people could see what's there and see what our alternatives, what, the, what, what our options are, what's out there for us. And for these researchers to really be forthcoming with this information, because if we're trying to do this, do not allow the monies to become the focal point. Don't give yourselves this whole thing where, the researchers have submitted it to journals, and journals have um, this unlocking key for this amount of time, and nothing's being done for, to further support or to to move this this research information along. This is so important because, of course, for the layperson, they don't really care about all that. All they want to know is, well, what do you have for me that's going to fix my condition now? So. That's another thing, and, and that's in line with what Vice President Joe Biden and his wife, Dr. Joe Biden, uh, as they addressed the uh, attendees at the conference, it was really about trying to find out what have you done for us lately and what can, with all of the things that we're talking about, all the progress that has been made, what do you have for me? And that's what a cancer patient wants. When you hear those words, you have cancer. There's so many different things that run through a person's mind, and they want to know, okay, what's next? What does this mean? What stage am I in? What, what will happen now? Was it, will my family be affected by it? Does it mean that they too will have the same thing? My children, will they be affected by this cancer? So many different things are coming through your mind, but one thing that you want to know is, will I survive this? How will I survive this? What are we going to do to make sure that I can beat this cancer? And that's what we're trying to find through clinical research, which is so key, so important. Through these researchers' efforts, we need to have access to the findings, clinical research, um, clinical trials, um, cancer treatment. All these things are tied into this whole moonshot program of trying to find a way. And with that, we find the the tech mogul. His name is Sean Parker, and he recently announced that he wanted to also be a part of making a difference. And so he said, you know, I'm going to 
put $250 million to support immunotherapy research to fight cancer. He believes so much that, you know, he can do something, make a difference. And um, with that, we are really looking forward to all the wonderful opportunities that we can find, you know, to support these efforts because immunotherapy uses the body's immune system to attack cancer cells. So if we can find something that can attack the cells, and if he's donating $250 million for immunotherapy, immunotherapy is extremely important. It's a huge process in in terms of treating the patients. You know, cancer patients need to find something that's going to effectively treat. And because of our genetic makeup, everything is not going to work for everyone. So there must be multiple efforts made so that we can find ways to combat whatever challenges and barriers that may be presented before us. All those efforts that are out there, we have to be really, really grateful because cancer research has been a major goal of the current um, uh, government uh, Obama's administration, the President Obama's administration right now. Um, And, of course, with uh, Joe Biden's son, Bo passing away from brain cancer, that's really hitting it close to home. And unfortunately, it's things like this that sometimes make things uh, become more of an awareness issue. When something is close to home, we find that people react and respond to things that really affect them. And I'm imagining that there's so many other family members are out there that are looking for something, but the, the urgency is now. What do we have now? What can we have that will now be able to be used in helping me find something that will help my family do this? So when we're talking about immunotherapy, you know, fighting against, um, cancer and research and all these different things. It's so important to also find a way to know that prevention and early detection are the best methods in terms of the war against cancer, the fight against cancer, the journey of cancer, whatever you want to call it, because so many people get caught up with the terminology that the point really is cancer whether you want to call it a battle, a journey, or a blessing, whatever you want to call it, if you just want to say cancer, whatever it is boils down to, what's next? What are we going to do every day, the day-to-day facing this disease? How are we going to find a way to find the cure, be a part of it, whichever way we can, donating all the time, donating whatever monies we can, learning more about cancer research, learning more about what's out there in terms of survivors and the support that survivors give. As a matter of fact, that was one of the wonderful things that we had there was the survivors um, and the advocates who were there to work on behalf of others who are facing the same kind of cancer that they too once faced. And um, each morning on on the uh, way to the convention center, getting on the shuttle from the hotel to the convention center, they were handing out these cancer research um, newsletters. And every day I looked forward to seeing what was new on it. One specific one of interest says, destroy the cancer without harming the patient. How 
incredible is that that's something that I'd love to be able to talk to you about, you know, and learning to do treatments. And that's one of the beautiful things that happened at this conference was just watching the scientists and the researchers going from different types of approaching um, treatment methods, speaking about using um, holistic treatments in terms of natural remedies and natural therapies to fight against cancer, which has nothing to do with any kind of chemicals, but using different types of things. That's what's important, to see the different approaches that are being uh, made in terms of finding that way to cure cancer once and for all with different types of therapies, different types of treatments, different types of methods. So, again, this is the Health and Wellness Show. I am so glad that you chose to join us today. I'm so happy to be back, and I'm looking forward to doing more shows. We're going to be working to talk about what can we do to to, to embrace the, the season and move forward with our health and wellness. I am so looking forward to the next time. Be sure to, you know, catch up with us and look and, and, and join us so that you can get alerts for when the show will be on next. And until the next time, I'm asking you to have a healthy and a happy